welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. You know what our favorite thing to do is? Uh, Drink beer. And when you're drinking beer, what's the next favorite thing? Community. Community. So thank you to Sheldon. Thank you to Mobile Tech Expo. We're doing a community event there at Mobile Tech Orlando, Friday, 5 o'clock, straight out of the event. Sheldon, where are they walking out to? They're going to rock right out. They're going to walk right out of the show floor, right into the pool area. We're going to have a whole setup. You'll see some step and repeats. You'll take some pictures. You'll see some bars. Most likely, you're going to see the free beer, so you can't miss it. Can't miss free beer. (laughs) Come out for fun. Come out for everything, but mostly for community. Community. Hey, Mr. Patterson. Hey, Mr. Hill. What do better micheladas start with? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of butchered that earlier, didn't you? No, I did it better. So the beginning of the day was freaking horrible. <laughs> Middle of the day got better because people were DMing me and messaging me like, bro, this is how you say it. <laughs> and I just murdered it just now. So, uh, yeah, you want to give it another shot? Uh, again? Mm-hmm. All right. What do better micheladas start with? Estrella Jalisco. Nicely done. I, Nicely the done. last part I can get pretty well. Yeah. It's, it's that first. It's the they. It's I don't think I roll it as well as as you roll you're it. Just not a good roller. I'm not a roller. Yeah. 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 I got the Jalisco part. You're yeah. still you're still saying a little bit too much J. I too think much it's J. Just Jalisco. Jalisco. Yeah, I think it's just Jalisco. Yeah. Jalisco. Yeah. Interesting. But it was funny in the. Uh, in the IG you did. You were <laughs> Jalisco. <laughs> but big shout out. Thank you to Estrella Jalisco. There you go. Nicely Nailed done, it. Man. Good job. Because I was the one that kept brutally doing it at first. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were pretty bad. That's for sure. It sounds like I'm saying Australia, though. Oh, oh yeah. They thought you said they, Australia. They, they thought I said Australia. All I know is those are pretty good looking shades. You like those? Look at those. They've got the logo on the side, too. What about that? You like that? Yeah. All right, let's crack these babies open. I got you covered. Thank you. Hey, Mr. Hill. All right. So we're going here is not uh, not any type of chilada, just the regular Estrella. And uh, we love uh, we love these type of Australias. Uh, this was the first one that we tasted. It was sent over to us, but it was in a can. It had a little foil on top. And uh, so now we get to do it out of the bottle. We've always loved the star. It's pretty cool, uh, unique. So, all right. Dum da dum da dum da dum. Hmm. Nice pour. All right, they sent us some nice little glasses. Uh, we got hats. We got sunglasses. We got swag. We got some swag. Mm. Good Mexican cerveza, right? Um, I don't know, really. I mean, compared to others, it's just 
smoother, I think. I don't, you know, I think it's got a little bit more beer flavor than like a Corona and uh, a little bit stronger than a Soul. Uh, Pacifico is good, but man, we're just, I think this definitely has definitely become our favorite uh, Mexican beer. Estrella Gilesco. And especially when you mix in some little rum chata or some type of chata, something like that, make a little michelada. Yeah, cool. All right, so we just definitely wanted to open up uh, this episode saying thank you to to them. They sent us uh, a lot of cool stuff, and uh, we got featured on one of their uh, Instagram pages because we had uh, took a really cool Michelada oh, shot. Take the credit, man. That photo was awesome. That was all you. Um, that was on Fremont Street. Yeah, it was on Fremont Street, and uh, and we are uh, yeah. I snapped a, a photo. We were out drinking, and we happened to pick up because we walked into one of your little favorite places. Tacos. To, well, we had the tacos, and then we went over across the street to get some beers. Um, so there's a little place on Fremont that DJ found that uh, just really hole in the wall taco place. It was really good, and then right across the way they have cheap beer. And that's what we were going in just to get some beer. And we saw the Australia Jalisco Michelada, and it was extra spicy. Oh, it was so good. <sighs> spicy. I like that. Can you roll it? I can't. I don't think uh, you roll anything in spicy, though. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if there's an R in spicy, but we can spice it. Oh, don't do that. It doesn't go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, walked out, and, man, that's a delicious. Now has become my favorite uh, Michelada, in a sense. I like that spiciness to it. Yeah, it was nice. <sighs> well. Are we going to drink? We're going to drink. Let's drink. Community. Community. <laughs> Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, where we are her, her, we're her. Where are we at, Marty? We're her. <laughs> what? We're, we're no. her what to was that? learn some Spanglish. You so just went three different We did. Dude. We went no, like. No, you. Oh. We my, didn't do I it. I did. Yeah, sorry. Wow. No. That's a lot of skills just, I That's got. pretty impressive. It is. You I'm, like that? Paul, I was going to ask, uh, if you want to sneak it on up in here, Paul, I wanted you to help uh, me and Mr. Patterson learn how to pronounce that. Ooh. Oh, I, I love that. Yeah. Estrella Jalisco. Yeah. Nice I like it. Like it, Paul. Uh, what about uh, what about our guest, Mr. Patterson? Do you think he he's recorded even some videos pronunciating the beer he has he definitely has i think the right way uh if i've been following correctly is estrella jalisco what do you think mr patterson i think he did better than i did this morning that's for sure (laughs) yeah nice paul you have been corrected Hey, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> he says that. <laughs> hey, you know, I got the first word okay. They're going to know what I want. I think it was the second word you got okay in the first word. I actually speak Spanish when no, I'm No, he said the J. He said Jalisco. Oh, he did say yeah. Jalisco. I did. That's right, you did. After about five of those, though, I think I could pronounce it. Might, it might be forced. <laughs> Ooh, we're ready to get into some more Jalisco. Hell yeah, brother. Let's get some Jalisco. All right, that's awesome. Uh, we are going to be drinking today um, for this podcast, Australia Jalisco, but uh, not as a michelada, just as a regular beer. So 
Thomas, uh, please introduce yourself. Tell us uh, who you are, where you're from, and uh, what beer you're drinking. Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it's Thomas from uh, HE Look up here uh, in Ontario, southern Ontario. We're, we're about uh, maybe 20 minutes uh, or so west of Niagara Falls. I'm sure everybody knows where Niagara Falls is. So, wow. uh, But yeah, so it's kind of the life story of... Uh, hey, sorry, I, I got a question. That. You keep mentioning something with an S. Like, I don't, what is so, so, what is he saying? Ask him. I don't so, know. Are you making fun of this guy's accent already? So, We're like, I'm not making fun of him. I'm just asking. Hey man, like, I, he, he keeps saying this word and he calls it so. I don't know what that is. So? Like. So? <laughs> yeah, it's a habit. Uh, you, you'll hear a lot of so's and you'll hear a lot of you knows. Yeah, you know, eh? You know? <laughs> My beer choice today. I mean, I wish I could have had some Australia Jalisco uh, today with you boys, but uh, unfortunately, we can't get it here in Canada. I, I can't see it in any of the, in the uh, LCBOs or the liquor stores, so uh, I ended up grabbing a couple of different ones. So I started off with the uh, Lake of Bays uh, Brewing Sparkling IPA. It's a brute IPA, so I just uh, cracked it open, had a sip. It's uh, so far, it's been pretty good, nice and refreshing. Paul, what's a brute IPA? You know, I have no idea. It, yeah. It's, you guys it's a dry, like sparkling wine. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, like, like that. they've got the brute, uh, which is kind of like a more oh. intense taste. Interesting. Hmm. Like it's champagne brute, that yeah. brute. So it's like champagne. very, it's, it's it highly carbonated, then, huh? I'm thinking so. Yeah. Like I don't know if they kettled it like a regular sparkling wine or what, but uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Huh. Interesting. All right, so lived in Canada your whole life? I mean, uh, who were you as yeah. a kid? Where'd you grow up? Yeah, so, uh, well, my, I'm so the only what? one in my entire uh, <laughs> life. I can't help it. I can't help it. <laughs> so, I can't so, wait to hear uh, him say so. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of that, I can tell you. But anyway, we, uh, I, I'm a, uh, the only person in my entire life or fi family line that was born in Canada. Uh, well, my entire family was from Poland. My parents came down here. Uh, from Poland back in 1983, uh, like literally with a couple, of, uh, you know, couple of bags of luggage, and, and they lived with my great grandfather um, in Welland, who's not too far from us. Um, and yeah, so uh, I was born in '85, and um, that's kind of how it all started. But uh, in terms of uh, detailing, uh, you know, back back in '04, I think it was '04 '05. That's when I, you know, really dabbled into the the world of detailing with uh i lived at my parents house i was in college back then i wanted to make a couple extra bucks I was really into cars you know i modified cars and all that stuff did car shows so i mean i figured what the hell that's you know i'm gonna try cleaning some cars and and that's kind of how it all stemmed out oh, did you did stand what out, Marty, out. Well, why'd you look at me and smile, <laughs> DJ? Huh? I think he's highly jealous of your uh, awesome accent. It's an accent I, to us I, because we're from freaking accent. Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, we got country. Hell uh, country. yeah, brother. <laughs> so, uh, DJ, did, did you not watch any, uh, any movies of some Canadians back in the day? I did not. No? Did you? There's a couple good Canadian movies. It was Blazing Saddles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about the Mighty Ducks? Was that? Uh, it could be. That I was Canadian. Know. I don't know. Emilio. Emilio's not Canadian, is he? he? Who? 
Emilio Estevez. Mighty Duck Lord. Oh, no, but I mean, was that, that was Oregon, or where was, where was that? Yeah, that was. Anaheim, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, what was, uh, what was the, I mean, there were a lot of Canadian jokes back in the day, uh, with, uh, man, who was it, Saturday Night Live? Mm-hmm. What was it? Well, what was that joke? I know they dig at, uh, I know they do a lot of digs at Canada, but I mean, I haven't seen one lately. I've seen more Trump than anything, but. No, it was, it was, it was a long time ago, eh? Yeah. Uh, wasn't there a beer movie? What I don't know. We'll Strange look. Brew. Strange Brew well, was Strange Canadian. Brew, uh, okay. That's what I've been trying to think of. Yeah, Strange Brew. We've yeah, got to watch Strange when Brew. When was that? Was we that should, it was 90s? definitely back in somewhere 80s, 90s. I okay. don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend that for a uh, late night when you've been drinking plenty of Australia whiskey. All right. Yeah. We'll do some uh, movie nights maybe at MTE or something. Can I wear my Snuggie? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds fun. <laughs> All right, so Thomas, what uh, what got you into detailing? You well, said I mean, you was, said you uh, were doing you were at those events, and but you know, like what what made you really pull the trigger? Well, it's just at that time I was you know hurting for cash. I think I worked at Walmart at that point. Um, I worked a couple shifts a week, so it wasn't really paying the bill. I think back then minimum wage was like five five eighty five Canadian. So what's that like? Fucking fifty cents U.S. Damn. So, I mean, like, I mean, like, it, it was it was bad. So so I, uh, I I had to figure out you know like you know modifying cars, going to car shows every weekend. It's not cheap, right? Drinking beer at that time. Actually, uh, that was yeah. Actually, that's just when I started drinking beer. It was late that year, and because uh, I turned nineteen that year. And um, you guys yeah, can was, drink at nineteen. Yeah. I love the subtle age. jabs. It's so awesome. <laughs> but twenty one here I mean, though. That, that sucks. What's that? I said it sucks. You guys are awesomer than us. Well, now it used to be eighteen Ninth. back when I was growing up. Here, awesome, here, yeah. here in the states. Here in the states, it turned to twenty one when I was uh, what, twenty the years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, before they drank as a nine year old. What's it like? You know, the UK where they do. Uh, I think is what is it? Eighteen there or seventeen? Yeah, apparently Puerto Rico's 18 also. How do you know that? It's, you know, something I've learned lately. (laughs) 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 All right, so uh, you started cleaning cars. Not that timeout question. (laughs) 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 Uh, How how deep are you guys with uh, with the beers? Because I'm I'm only on my first one here. Oh, you don't laugh this much? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh there <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so back to, back to the, the details. I mean, like, I back then, I mean, I wanted to make a couple extra bucks somehow. Uh, I didn't want to go out look for another job and work, you know, two, you know, paycheck jobs or whatever. So I ended up just uh, cleaning my parents' cars for a couple bucks, cleaning my neighbor's cars, my friend's parents' cars, you know, and that's kind of how I did it for, for a few years while I was in college, right? If I made a hundred bucks that, that week, I was happier than a pig in shit because that's, you know, a couple pictures of beer I had before my physics class, you know, on a Friday afternoon and uh, yeah, it worked out well. But I mean, 25 bucks a car, um, you know, you know that's that's really nothing, and you can't make anything off a, off a of twenty five dollars. But back hey, then, Thomas, how'd you do th- in physics yeah. class? Um, 
It would have been. I think all my classes were high seventies, low eighties. Oh. I was I was kind of just above, maybe above average. And physics, huh? I never. In, in a few things. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. I never did either. Yeah. Well, I see. I took uh, mechanical engineering back in college. Makes sense. So, so that's why. That's that. <laughs> we need the phys- well, Actually, we we don't need physics. I mean, what I'm doing now is nothing physics related. But uh, but yeah. So like I said, twenty five bucks a car. I'd come home, you know, nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. Walk across the street back home, and I'd feel like you know the king of the town. Twenty five bucks extra in my pocket. I worked. I think four or five hours, cleaned a car. I felt good. Nowadays, I mean, if you're, you know, you're trying to run a sustainable business, obviously one car a day at $25 obviously is not going to get you anywhere, right? But, uh, you know, at that point, the scale, it was all about the scalability. And, um, yeah, I would, like I said, I was happy to get even $100 a week extra uh, for working those extra 20 bucks or 20 hours, I'm sorry. Yeah, I get it. I mean, DJ, have you worked? I mine for me that was uh, I picked up a job waiting tables, uh, and it was that never had waited before. And multiple people turned me down out of college. I would turn you down <laughs> as a waiter. You'd be freaking horrible. <laughs> oh, dude. I was. I was horrible. <laughs> Absolutely, I, you were. I couldn't find a job anywhere out of college and couldn't find a job. And uh, and even even with your degree, you yeah, find a job. Nope, that's and, weird. And even uh, at. Uh, at restaurants, they wouldn't hire me because I didn't have experience, you know. And it's like, you couldn't say Estrella Jalisco properly. I know, right? And uh, but I finally found a finally found Chimmy's down there on uh, Cherry Street, and they they hired me on the spot. And uh, one second. Oh, and uh, that was my chump change beer money. If if I left four or five hours later and had thirty dollars, that was about average. Like, oh, wow. nobody went there and nobody tipped because you get in and out 15 <laughs> to 20 bucks and yeah. you'd get a two to three dollar tip, you know. Yeah. So, I would work and you'd feel pretty damn good, right? Right, yeah, because I would just throw it into a pile and you know, by the end of the week, I might have you know, 90 or 100 bucks, something, you know. Absolutely. Everybody else was making hundreds every night when I'd meet them out and they're like, Oh, you wait tables, what do you make? Oh, I was. Cleared three hundred bucks. Like, oh, I got thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> so you were doing side gig, and and it just kept growing from there, or what? Yeah, I mean, I, I did it for a few years, and I mean, it slowly it just kind of dwindled out. Uh, you know, I didn't get many calls, probably because they probably did such a shitty job on their cars. Like, I mean, this is this is like, I would wash their cars with you know that Napa freaking wax wash whatever it is that blue stuff that you can get from napa for free sometimes and you know, I, I would they're just giving the shit away <laughs> no, i don't know anything about that thomas <laughs> must be some of that canadian free stuff that you guys have hey buddy it's not worth it and uh i uh i would wax cars like right in the sun i had no clue i would wax that shit in the sun and i would i would spend an hour just trying to wipe that shit off like it was like you know the old turtle wax that green pasty uh, stuff that just went on so thick that would never come off right it would get all over the rubber and, and it was just a horrible job all around but people appreciated it right because they saw okay this guy's obviously you know he's working he's, he's he's trying to make a couple extra bucks on the side you know they, they appreciated that um, but again eventually it kind of just kind of started dwindling out um, and then you know a few years down the road uh, by this time I was really kind of higher up in the the car show kind of community i was i was attending all the big car shows and uh a thought came to my mind i'm like you know what 
you know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of cleaning my own car. I'm going to go see, you know, if anybody else maybe needs a hand cleaning their cars, right? So I would take my, my little luggage or my little, uh, my tote full of, you know, detailing products. By this time, I had done some reading and, and research, uh, you know, kind of the good stuff to get. You know, I'd go around and just ask people, hey, man, 20 bucks, you know, do you mind? Like, I'll just clean off your car, you know, do the inside, do the outside, clean the wheels for you. Yeah, most people will just say, like, you know, fuck off because... They were my direct competition, right? They don't want me doing something to their car to to lessen their chance of winning, right? But then you have the other people that are like, yeah, yeah, whatever, twenty bucks, you know, here's you know, twenty minutes, thirty minutes, clean their car, and off I went, off to the next car. You know, I just keep asking guys all day long, just walking around. That's kind of uh, where I, I really started enjoying it, uh, especially doing kind of the more more expensive stuff. You know, there are a couple of Porsches at that point, a lot of highly modified vehicles. I mean, they're, they're, I'm talking like. Eighty, hundred thousand dollar like customized vehicles. Um, so it's you know it's not just like a ninety five Civic SC or something like that that just came off the street, you know. So, but it, it was uh, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed that as well. Um, and yeah, what, and what year was this? Uh, that would have been two thousand and six uh, because two thousand six I bought my Celica. Actually, sorry, at the end of two thousand six because I bought my Celica in two thousand six. Hold on, stop, stop. So what'd you buy? Toyota Celica. It's a Celica, bro. Oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in America right now is like, hold on, what did he say? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, hear, I hear it both ways, and I get shit. I get shit for saying it however way. So that, that, that little two-door sports car, that, that's the, I ended up picking up one of those back, uh, back in 06. and I still have it. It's still my baby. It's uh, just ripped apart right now. That's awesome. So you started out for what? Uh, me, I start out of a '99 Ford Contour. So, yeah, yeah. Mine would have been a like a. What year would that rodeo have been? So if I was O two, I think it was like a. I think it was a '99 also, or '95 or '96, something like that. A, a Zuzu rodeo. Was it your first rodeo? <laughs> My Dude. first and only. <laughs> What a good ride she was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you, you threw stuff in, started just going around, and yep. uh, just progressed from there. But at the same time, what are you – you're you're not – at this point, are you doing it full-time or not? You're yeah, still in school was, or uh, where are you at? Yeah, I, I graduated college 06 um, and then early 06 and then uh, later on in 06 I got my, uh, let's call it temporary full-time position. They, they kind of, that's kind of how they bring you in where I'm at. Uh, they bring you on for a year or two-year contract and then they decide if they want to keep you on for full full-time, like permanent full-time. So that's when I started my job, my full-time job. So, you know, Monday to Friday, uh, 7.30 to 3.30 I was there. Saturday, Sunday, I was up at 5 or 6 getting ready for the car shows and detailing cars Saturdays and Sundays at the shows. And, uh, and that's how it went for about another two and a half to three years until I bought, uh, bought my own place with the shop. Okay, so say that schedule again. So like, what do you, what do you normally... Monday to... Yeah. My, like my uh, office hours? Uh-huh. 7.30 to 3.30, and then Saturday, Sunday, I would go out and uh, detail the car, get ready about 5, 5 or 6 in the morning, get everything dusted off on my car, drive out to the show, and just start walking around and 
pouring out myself and my services, right? <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so you at that time you weren't working at at night after you got off, or what? No, no, I didn't have I didn't do any type of night work, or oh, okay. I literally just you know seven thirty, three thirty, and came home and you know did whatever uh, you know. 20 year old or 20 some odd year old did back then i know and, we did uh, what not much what? really yeah i drove around literally with the music up and a really crappy car and like i said that by that uh, saturday sundays were my days where i would just go out and just you know do my thing in detail yeah and how long you said two and a half years you did that yeah probably about three years yeah and then i, I mean I, I eventually after about three years i ended up getting my own place um and i mean the house was for lack of a better world, I mean, it was, it was a piece of shit. It was, uh, you know, the roof leaked, the basement leaked. It looked nice on the outside. I mean, inside needed some work, but it had a brand new thousand square foot shop built in the back. And when I drove by this house, I didn't even look at the house. I just saw the garage, and I'm like, I need to have this. You know, I, and all of a sudden, kind of ideas started going through my mind. Like, you know, I can, I can, I can build a, an enterprise. I can build like some, you know, crazy business and, and run it out of here. And I'm only like 60 feet away from my house. I can make some bad cash and and this and that, you know. And and uh, that's eventually uh, late 2009. I think it was October 2009. That's when I officially opened up uh, Dane City Auto Spa refin- uh, Auto Spa and Refinishing. Okay. I was kind of uh, I wanted to get that house and I wanted to make sure I had that shop and I actually went over asking just to make sure I had that place. So And that's what you got. That's what I got. That's what I got up until last year when we moved. But uh, yeah. Okay, so you've been doing how's the detailing gone since uh, since you know you're still doing your your full-time gig? Are yeah. you are you just going still just on the weekends or how long did no, that last? No, I'm, or walk I'm, us I'm evenings that? and weekends. Yeah, I'm evenings and weekends. Like I'm, uh, I mean, a customer or client calls me and, and needs something done. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll book them in whenever they need to, whenever you know, if it's tonight, tomorrow, whatever it needs to be. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm still doing both gigs, and, and I mean, I, I enjoy it. Um, you know, there there are days where, or should I say, there are weeks where it might be a little bit slower. I can, you know, I have the, let's say, the luxury to. You know, postpone uh, appointments for clients. Most times they understand. I, I mean, around here, there's not a whole bunch of detailers. There's probably, including myself, maybe three, like, you know, well-known detailers. Uh, and I mean, like I said, I've been around for, for, for years. So, you know, word got out. So people understand, like, they're willing to wait, which is which is really humbling. Um, you know, if I tell them, listen, I can't do anything this week, maybe we'll book it in next week, you know, for a couple nights. They're totally cool with that. So I have the luxury, uh, because of that full-time job, to kind of push my my appointments around. Okay. Not it's not exactly the best business model, um, and it, and it's not it's not where I want to be. Let's say two years from now, or even a year and a half from now. Uh, you know, my my plan is to you know we we moved into this new place last year, so I the point is to build a shop out back. And I'd like to have it running full time while I'm at my office job. I want to have maybe two guys or three people here uh, working on vehicles, coatings, whatever it may be, uh, while I'm at work making my money. You know, these guys are making money as well, making money for me. You know, I, I want to have, I want to have kind of my my hand in both buckets. As as uh, selfish as I may sound, I just you know that that's that's where I'm hungry the most. I want to make sure that I build such a, a successful business, both uh, for automotive and, and, and beyond. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think it's I think it's awesome that that you want to do that. You know, DJ, when you hear of what he's wanting to do, what do you think some of the steps are that somebody should take if they have a full time gig? And they're trying to grow a shop sort of on the side in a sense, Thomas. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on. I got I need confirmation for, before I answer this question. <laughs> I, you guys kind of cut out there. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, uh, um, I think, you know, first of all, you're doing a great job. You've got a great presence on social media, I believe, right? Which is bringing you a ton of business, correct? say probably about 90% of my business comes from from social media yeah gotcha then you document like pretty much everything that you do right everything gotcha. uh, well you know what I should say uh, there, there are a few uh, quite a few clients which for some reason they don't want their pictures okay yeah, yeah. On, but the ones uh, that the yeah, ones I mean, that but, do you, you you definitely utilize you know all the opportunities you have when detailing for marketing purposes so yes <clears throat> if you're wanting to uh, to grow, would you not bring someone in now just to really start to have an apprentice underneath you to start grooming him to where, let's just say, that, that guy shows up at, you know, 6 in the morning. You get him started on the vehicle, get him knowing what he's going to do, and then you get off at 3 o'clock. So 3.30, you get you get there, and all you have to do is check over the work. And if he need, yep. he, if you need to go over the work all the way, you've got a solid – You've got a solid eight hours if you wanted to to uh, make sure the job's done right, and at that point you can teach him too, right? I think that'd be a Absolutely, good yeah. not not to tell you what to do. I think that'd be a good next step if you're trying to build an empire and and grow is to just bring someone in. It's going to take a while to find that perfect person that has that kind of flexibility and the trust you can have with them. But I know you'll find yeah. them. I, I know, like we've got, like I said, with a couple guys, and I, if, if if I'm really swamped for work. You know, they're always willing to come out on, you know, I pay them whatever needs to be paid and, you know, they'll come and help me out, whether it's a paint correction or if it's uh, something for prepping for a coating, they'll, they'll come out and they'll, they'll cover my butt, which is nice. But uh, yeah, like you're right. I, I think uh, kind of starting where, you know, hiring somebody in, whether it's an apprentice or co-op, uh, you know, showing them the ropes, at least for prepping properly. Uh, that way, you know, when I get home from work, you know, I can code a car in a couple of hours. Hell, dude, or that's, whatever that's, so I pull that a lot when I with what I do. I'll have, you know, one of my guys in the shop get the car completely prepped all the way through, and I get back yeah. in the afternoon after I've done some mobile jobs or I've, you know, whatever I wanted to do. Um, all I have to do is coat the vehicle now, and it's it makes it so much easier. And and the money spent on that specific person is so worth it for you to be able to go out and do marketing or go to your kid's school event or whatever it is you do. Absolutely. Um, but and, and your business is working for you while you're, you know, elsewhere. Yeah, man. So you definitely got the right idea mm, for sure. I'm going to push the it's, other way and say you're you working your business from elsewhere. That's what I said. You could be marketing no, your business he, or you could be doing whatever you it's want. It's a concept that a lot of people have that they say, well, I want the business to be working for me. To run itself. Correct. To run itself. Yeah. And I would say that that doesn't happen. You just get to work your business remotely <laughs> you know like you get, to, you, you get to use your brains not your hands at this point yes so i just it's but you still work that's the point of like course. that's just what i'm saying is there's I, a lot of misnomers that you well, can just let a detailed business I'm run itself i've tried like, that a few years yeah. like there's been a year where i've been like you know what i'm gonna go full hands off this year i've got all these systems in place everything i need to know about the businesses at my fingertips i'm just gonna let, i'm gonna back off i tell you man it like i had to come back and redo everything like get clients back and fix issues and like it just you got to be 
hands-on, but with your brain if you're not going to be hands-on. But the tough part I think a lot of detailers have is trying to find that person that can come in and that they can work and train. Paul, Paul has a background in staffing, and Paul, I've said, you know, pretty openly, and I think it's still a great idea that detailers use staffing companies because they can flip through people pretty quick. They don't have any liability issues. They have no insurance issues, right? We're all in agreement on that part. But what should somebody that's a detailer look for, or do they make a list, or how do they communicate that to a staffing company so they even know who to to look for? You know, that's that's an interesting question. Uh, what we would have is, you know, people would provide us with a basic list of skills, but we found that if you hire a quality person, you can teach them how to do almost anything, and that would those people worked out better for us. So, what does it mean to hire a quality person? Well, hire somebody that's going to show up on Monday. I mean, you know, we had we had a lot of issues, and as all staffing companies did, where you know people would work and then they would they would want to make you know, a certain amount of money, whatever it was, and then they would quit until the next time they needed to make some money. So, you know, that's that's the hardest part of – and I don't know what you guys pay your detailers. I don't know what, what you know, what level you're at. Would It goes all across the board. Yeah, it goes yeah. all across the board. I mean, you go from 10 to $40 an hour, maybe it really depends. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you should be able to find somebody. So, you know, one of the places to look would be Indeed, you know, here in the States – you know, you can search resumes there. You get an account. Search resumes for people that Just have. It takes so much time. No. Well, yeah, okay, so you're what? right. Like, it I takes have, a lot I have time. someone do that for me. Like, okay. I have someone that does that for me because there's, you're right. You can, it's, it's too much time. And that's why I say just go with the staffing <clears throat> go with the sta- company. Go with the staffing company. Go with the staffing company. Go through so all those pre-interviews. All the interviews, the and the unemployment as right, well. Unemployment. So for someone like myself who we have a, like a kind of a set way of doing things we want to make sure we have full control of everything so i guess someone like myself who maybe someone listening to would be like why do i want how do i know they're going to choose the right person for me how do you know well, that, how well, do you that, know you're mm. going to choose the right person right. because i'm know. seeing them no, in you person but you're how right many people have come through an interview and come through your process and then they turn out not to be well, the same person okay but wait here's how here's how we did it we, you know people would come in we would we would pre-qualify them right they would always have an interview with the client you know, they would come out. So that, so we can still be in the interview process as Absolutely. well? Yeah. Absolutely, right. But you give us a list, okay, there needs to be these basic qualifications. Find us the best person. We'll send you the top three people, and you make a decision off of that. Gotcha. So you still have some say in the process. You no, know, you have complete control. And what's nice is that if, if they're working out, you just – you know, you just call us up and say, look, yeah, contact them. And just, hey, we need somebody else. Yeah. Since I'm, and they do all the work. The top three, though. Yeah. I'm sorry? I said, Paul, you guys would pick the top three, and then uh, essentially the employer would then pick the top out of those three. Exactly. Okay. And it just saves you so much time having to do, like, as you've known, yeah, setting it's, up the interviews. It takes a ton of time. Finding the people. When they don't show up to the interviews. They don't show up. Like, <laughs> You're absolutely right. But Dude. if you have somebody else doing all that work, and then you just run through people until you find the right one that you think will last, and then even if they don't last, and you I guess, already got somebody. I guess one of the other benefits, work. too, is that you guys cover all the work. Payroll tax, all that. We're paying one flat fee. Right. All right. You know, and plus unemployment is not a, a minor issue. With a, with a small business, 
you know, you have a couple of people that file unemployment on you, your your rate is going to go up, and it's going to have, you know, and it's charged on your entire payroll. So they yeah. do all the background checks. They make sure everything is good. Like I just, I really like the concept for. DT Honestly, if I ran my numbers, that the cost would probably be pretty similar, if not probably less. You no, I think you pay just a little. Do you bit pay more? more? You pay just it's a little. little it, it is a little bit more. You guys I got mean, to make money though. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. You're money. yeah, you're making money, but. You know, you're going to see a rate of, you know, probably 30% to to 40% is yeah, going to be an average rate. To yeah. And then, you know, if you if you just are payrolling them, you can get it done for, you know, 28 to 30%. But you have to realize that includes your, you know, your portion of payroll taxes. It includes all everything else, workers comp, that you don't have to go get bonded for. You don't have to go through the state. Right. I mean, it's, it goes both ways. And if you start getting bigger, <clears throat> it makes sense to do it yourself, but... For instance, where Thomas has working a full time job, you, you know the, the 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 option for him to grow is to bring in a team member, right? Like you call it an apprentice, like that. It, but how is he going to spend the amount of time to go through all those applicants, as well as work his full time job, as well as detail, as well as have a fail send like, me somebody? Yeah, like he just <laughs> he needs just people signed up, ready to come Let's at. Go. To or when he gets off work, yeah, and whatever. he's been texting with the staffing company, and he's got interviews set up already. You know, like well, it, it just makes sense. It does make sense. And one of the things that we haven't mentioned, you know, with workers' comp here in the states, you're gonna if you're an employer, you're gonna have a workers' comp audit at the end of the year that you're gonna have to address. Oh, I, every year. But you don't have to through a staffing company. Yeah. And I pay every year, right? Because I make it's like my hair always changes, so I'm always paying out. And you're paying ahead of time, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We don't. I don't pay ahead of time. Okay. Okay. How do you guys find like you guys have the staffing company issues. does it. I mean, when you right. guys bring in those new guys, uh, you know, the first always, timers, you know, they're, they're always like, I, trust issues. What was the question? I I'm horrible. Like I I have huge trust issues. I like I need. Oh, to you're never gonna know how anyone is until. But if you cross, if you do everything that's you know in your hiring process, then you've done as much as you can possibly do. You've done as much. Now, yeah. okay, so we take it one step further, which the staffing agency probably won't do, but we go and check out their social media profiles. We just do. So yes. first and last name, we can find pretty much anything on someone. So we're, that's, yeah. So internally, I don't know if it's the law or not or against it, but we do go and look at their social media profiles on Instagram, Facebook, well, Snapchat. Too. They send me the people that they want me to look at, uh -huh. and so then I can do my digging. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you, you got the first and last names. So if that's the only thing you have to do is check their social media profiles, and hell, I like the staffing company idea. I do. But in what we're saying, you do pay a little bit. You do, yeah. Only when you get to your Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, but if you're one guy, if you need another, you got no, two, I'll one to two definitely guys. Definitely idea like, for that. It makes it complete really sense. It really makes complete sense. Well, it does, and it makes sense for larger companies as well because what they'll do is to try try before they buy. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can check out a uh, go to paulthenaber.com. Paulthenaber.com. Backslash Pints Polishing for a discount. A He's going to give you 23%. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool but tom uh, i highly recommend that just put it in your back pocket um but so so when you get off work i mean what's your what's your normal day like did you just ask him when he gets off what does he do <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> Oh man, I hope nobody from work's listening. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I no, 
I say when it gets off work. Oh, sorry, I missed that part. Yeah, you missed that part. I, I'm sorry, I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we would, I would, I mean, I would come home. It's literally me come home. I'd let the dogs out, and I, you know, time to go in the garage. And I've got generally, I'll take the clients' cars in usually a day early for me to wash it, prep, you know, uh, decon it, get it up on the hoist, and that way she's she's ready to roll for the next day. Well, I like her being ready to roll the next yeah. day. <laughs> uh, you like that, huh? Speaking of that, I'm, I'm off to meet my friends. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, Paul. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. You guys have a good time. All right. All right take care. Cheers, bud. Uh, so, say you, you something on an oyster, uh, something? A, hoist. A hoist. Oh, on the hoist, yeah. What's Sorry, a hoist? I'm like, I'm not quick, sure. Quick, well, the quick jack. Quick jack. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh, so I, I you don't say that. <laughs> On the quick jack, eh? Quick jack off, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When he gets off, it's a quick jack off. I heard your last podcast, what, 30, 45 seconds if you're having a beer? (laughs) 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 Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I would get the the car ready to go for the night before, and then literally the day after I would, you know, come home from work, do what I had to do, and just go into the garage and, you know, work away. That's cool. So how do you – we had gone back and forth in some messages trying to, you know, get an understanding of your growth and how you've done. One of the topics we want to get into is is how to get through struggles, right? And, um, you know, definitely from your circumstance, from our circumstances, have been struggling. Before we get into that, um, let's, let's take a beer break. Yes, uh, dude. Let's do it. <laughs> I was going to say, let's talk about the beer. What oh, are you I saying? think I meant drink more. Yeah, yeah, drink more. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't have a lot more, do you? Is that your problem? That's the problem right That's now. That's your problem. Are you going to go get another beer? Yeah, definitely. And Paul left. All right, go grab a beer. Thomas, what uh, what are you drinking now? I just cracked open the, uh, it's a Great Lakes Brewery, uh, Karma Citra IPA. Ooh, Karma Citra. I like it. Nice, I think, nice yeah, play on the like name. This one, yeah. I probably would. I know your, your love for Citra IPAs. Yeah. Cool. It's, you know what? Side note. Side note. What, uh, you guys know if there's like laws against shipping beer and whatever over the border to you guys? Uh, I don't know, uh, but I'm going to just go ahead and say go ahead and do it, and we'll figure it out yeah. as it happens. Yeah, I figure so. <laughs> I'll send you guys a little care package. I'm hoping to get it there maybe before Christmas. Uh, you guys can enjoy it. So I'll get a, a couple of different things here for you. Yeah, I mean, apparently not supposed to ship beer across state lines. And uh, oh. I was at UPS one time, and they, I was shipping some beer. And they go, you know, was, sometimes they'll ask me, you know, what's in my packages. And I'm like, uh, well, this one's beer. And they look at me, and they go, uh, and I was like, what? And they're like, you can't ship beer. And I was like, oh. Uh, it's just some glasses, <laughs> a couple of cans, a couple cans and, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know if you can, uh, and I don't, especially at the border, man, I don't know, I think, don't they inspect a lot of that stuff? 
Uh, yeah, they do. Because you know, when I got that package uh, from you, from Total Auto Solutions, I uh, the thing was ripped apart. You know that they went through it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I mean, like brokerage fees and all that stuff. So they, they I mean, they, they, they went through that whole thing. So that's why I was, I was just curious on, uh, you know, if, if these things are, if it, yeah, I mean, if you can't do it, because I've never shipped anything out there. Yeah. I, I don't think I would recommend... Uh, than doing that, but you know, you know, whatever. Oh, you fuck it, do. I'll do it anyways. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it'll make it. Uh, <laughs> you might be better off. Uh, well, I wonder if you cross the border with it for mobile tech, if that'll. Well, you know, yeah, actually, that's my next thing. Was if I throw it in my luggage, I mean, yeah. they can't really say much. Well, I don't know. You got to come through customs. I'm not sure. Yeah, man. but I mean, no idea. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, so. Take a chance. Uh, Thomas, when you think struggles, I mean, how's, how's the process been for you? Because it sounds like you've, you've had a really easy go of it, of, you know, figured out things, you're working part-time, I mean, you're working full-time, kind of doing this on the side, you know, but you you had mentioned there are some struggles. What's some struggles that you've gone through? Well, in terms of struggle, I mean, in terms of money-making struggles, I've been fortunate enough to have that full-time job that, you know, I where I don't have to rely on the detailing, at least yet, anyways, uh, you know, to, to make my income, right? So, again, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that way. I'm fortunate that way. But in terms of struggles, like, I mean, I, you know, for a while there, I was doing auto body repair and painting and refinishing. And if you're familiar with the kind of with all the processes, it takes a while, right? So... I was out in the garage, like I would come home. What do you think of that? <laughs> what do you think of it? Hold on, let's take a scroll break. Yeah. Processes. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, since you can't pronounce Jalisco. I can say that. Can you pronounce? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> process? Can you pronounce processes? Process, yeah. Processes. Processes? Processes. Uh, one more time, <laughs> Thomas, how'd you say it? Processes. Processes? 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 <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ, man, you guys are on my ass. Australia, let's go. <laughs> no, it's, it, it, no it's, this is a podcast about nobody can pronounce anything. We can't pronounce much. the beer. Okay, it's you Estrella Jalisco. <laughs> yeah, it's Estrella Jalisco. It's somebody's let's go. <laughs> But uh, in terms of struggles, I mean, like, as a, you know, when you come home and, and you're working another eight to ten hours in the garage till, like, one in the morning – you know, my, at that time, you know, she, my wife and my girlfriend, you know, it, things were hard. Like, you know, you're in the garage, you're not spending time with them. Uh, it, it really hurts. It really hurts the relationship. So really had to kind of regenerate or kind of sit down and rethink what the hell am I going to be doing here? So, uh, so <laughs> what, did I, what did I say this time? What did I say this time? Nothing. I think Marty, you, no, you no. sparked something in Marty's. <laughs> so when we were, we just got back from Atlanta and we did an episode, which will air that um, overalls put together where we went to Pontoon Brewery and had some of the most amazing, it, it is very true, Southern hospitality is a thing. And the amount of people there in Atlanta that were overly welcoming was really incredible for such a major place. And Pontoon Brewery opened up their whole brewery um, and was was really hospitable for us and just did an amazing job. And while we were there, the the 
the thing that was asked for that you know podcast was what would you recommend if you could go back to your very first start what would you tell yourself and and mine was to make sure that you pick the right spouse so to have to have her be there with you going through all that and to to put up with it um you know, it's it's a it, it really is. They they say behind every you know great man, there's a great woman. There's no doubt in that. Yeah. You know, and I I think it's awesome that she's done that. I, I'm going to push this over to DJ because I think DJ, you would you you guys have the team approach, right? Like it takes it takes both to to do it. It takes both at least at least even if. The girlfriend or the spouse or fiance or wherever you're at in that process even if they're not fully working at the company at least that they're supporting it i mean right oh was, that's 100 percent because that's <coughs> was that with an h or a U? that was 100 that, that was 100 that was 100 don't, don't rewind it guys but that was 100 definitely definitely 100 all right okay dokie but no i definitely would agree that Having a uh, supportive spouse is huge. I mean, uh, my wife, girlfriend at the time when I first started, I mean, she literally was up late with me until 1, 2 in the morning just dreaming about the business. And you fast forward 10 years, and, I mean, she's literally, I mean, almost sacrificed the things that she's wanted to do in, in her life to support, you know, my dreams. So I'm very blessed in that aspect to have a supporting wife like that because I would not be able to have the success that I have today without her. There's there's no way. A lot of the decision making uh, is on both of us, not on just me. Although I'm the face of the company, the face of the brand, and all that good stuff. I mean, it definitely takes, it definitely takes a team for sure. Um, because in this industry, everyone can relate. I mean, your wife calls you at five, six. When are you gonna be home? Well, I don't know. I'm still like, <laughs> the money's still coming in, and there's still hours to work. So uh, that's always an argument towards the end of the day. Thomas, how did yours support you? Like, what's been awesome about her? Well, she, again, it's that, that kind of that beginning struggle when when I was really trying to start this business and trying to get it off the ground. And uh, this is again back at the old place. It was it was hard because I mean I, I had no time management skills really in terms of this business, and and I worked until I can couldn't work anymore. That I went inside, went to sleep, and woke up in the morning, went to work, came home back in the garage for another eight to 10 hours. You know what I mean? It, that was a real struggle. It wasn't until I sat down and I sat down there. I showed, okay, this is the big picture. This is, this is my goal. This is the end result. This is what I want. It's not just for me. It's, it's for both of us to have a better life. Right. I want to be able to, to, you know, do whatever I want to do something to the house. You know, I don't have to worry about uh, pulling out loans and all this other shit. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, I want to have uh, a successful business. I, and I need to have my wife 100% behind me because I can have all the highest industry specials behind me. I can have all the support from everybody. But if I don't have the support of that one person, I feel like I completely fail. Like the fucking – the business is absolute useless. You know what I mean? It's That's just the way I feel. So I, I needed to make sure that I was very clear with her kind of on my intentions. And I wanted her to be 100% on board. Uh, you know, luckily, uh, she married me, so I'm assuming she's on board, but, uh, <laughs> but that's, but that, that's and, and I, like I said, when 2018, when, I, when we moved to this new place here, I, I completely restructured everything. I, I'm like, okay, I got to become 
ahead of everybody else in this area, in this region. Like I said, detailing is not big here. We're not LA. We're not Florida. Um, you know, detailing a car is not the highest of priorities around here. So I need to become, I need to stand out. So that's why the IDA came in. I, I, I went and I, and I did my, my uh, CD and all that stuff. You know, I became a member. I went and became a member of Chamber of Commerce. I got insurance. I went and became trained at Ceramic Pro. You know, like I did all these things so that I can offer something uh, that nobody else around here does and become more successful. Uh, when I showed her, you know, here's the potential of income. Here's the, the you know the research that I've done. Here's how much per car and, and so on. You know, she said, okay, you know what? Now it looks like it's worth it because before. You were working in the garage for eight to ten hours a day. You were making a couple hundred bucks. It's fucking useless. You know what I mean? It's you know, in, in her eyes, right? Because, you know, I'm not spending time with her when I should be. Now I'm, you know, work a couple hours here and there. We get to go on trips. We get to do whatever we want. And, you know, it's a healthy relationship. Yeah. I mean, those, <laughs> those conversations are tough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because mm -hmm. ha we have the vision. We know what we know what's next, but it's hard to explain. Like, did you just feel it? Right? I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. If she said, if she told me, you know, no, or no, I shouldn't say no, but if, if she, if I wouldn't be able to get that support, I don't think I'd be doing the detail. I, I obviously still be with her, but I wouldn't be doing the detailing thing anymore. You know, because some things, uh, you know, some things are more important than others, right? So I don't know. That's just that's just my view on it, right? You know, you know, eh? you know, you know, eh? so, you know, um, so does it ever come to a point? And I, I we didn't really plan on doing a relationship type podcast, but <laughs> did it come well, to I guess a put some soft music in the I back? Think, I think everybody that, you know, starts off a business or whatever and is missing for hours upon hours upon hours a day. And I think everybody goes through the same kind of struggle at the beginning, right? Well, I, yeah, I mean, and I, did you guys ever have that moment of she told you you got to choose no no it's just you can tell right you you, you know that she didn't want to be like say that kind of stuff but you can tell like, i mean you, you know you, you you know when your girlfriend is acting a certain way you know uh, yeah, yeah. okay maybe i shouldn't do this you know <laughs> so you, you can tell that way i can read her that way so DJ, it was what uh, about you? ask the question again was there a moment of you're you're working too much you need to choose Oh no no no! Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah. And that so that might be a uh, like just a looking out for as as men we make decisions right and we've got to make personal decisions as well as business decisions and if you want to be a business owner for your life and you want to have a business you need you need to make decisions. Yeah, which which way, right? You know, and um, yeah, fortunately, you guys had somebody that didn't tell you to to make that choice. So, uh, and I would just say that if you're in a relationship now, you need to make sure that you have the support of that woman. If not, it's going to create massive issues and some that you you might not really ever want to deal with. So. Uh, I love it that you brought it up, Thomas. And like I said, we didn't really mean to to, to go down a relationship trail, but uh, I apologize. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Don't apologize. Like I said, we chase rabbits. But um, anyway, keep going. Yeah, well, well that's what I said. Like uh, it's you know now that I've, I've kind of presented 
what my plans are, you know, with the new shop, I want to have this, I want to have a couple people working, means more time with her, means, you know, we're still being able to, you know, pay the house and pay for the shop and, and do all that kind of stuff, you know, it's, it's very appealing to her, so... Again, it's it's a risk. I mean, it's a huge fucking risk. You know, you drop you know forty, fifty grand to build a shop out back. Mind you, it's only maybe a couple hundred feet from the house, right? So it's in terms of rent, there's there's really none. So but, I uh, have a question. I mean, and it's just yeah. you know, so would you? Is that? Let me figure out how to word. So would you not start smaller and work out of the front garage first and let the revenue kick in? Hire the person. That's, that's what I'm doing right now. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I'm working out of the, the house garage, which is just a two and a half car. Like I can only do one car at a time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, you know. So it's it's and like I said, I like the idea of bringing in you know just an apprentice, you know, like on a temporary basis. Even but, okay, that just, so the ultimate goal, the I, dream, is to have a big ass shop in the back. That's and since he's got a, the yeah. property, I mean, my, it does why, make why, sense. Why the yeah. freak not? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Then you don't have to drive, yeah. Thomas. Bro, you could just drink and hang out and do cars and then just walk into your house. Like, that's a dream come true, man. Hell yeah, that's dude. awesome. This is so I can, yeah, absolutely get absolutely smashed after I finish a car and stumble fucking home in the, through it. the bush. What do you mean after? We're not doing cars. We're not doing cars. Thomas. Some of the best paint correction we've done was heavily intoxicated. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's the Because you just sit there and zone in dude, and you're you just like, zone ah. In. And you know that guy that's on that video, that viral video going around where he's just like kind of passing out. Yeah. Like, what is going on with this guy? That's us. Yeah, that's us. Oh, shit. So when does, when does the new shop get built? Well, I've got the plans ready to go. Every time I open up the plan drawing, I always kind of creep it out a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. So I'm at about almost 2,000 square feet. And uh, so I'm at the point now where I can submit it for permits. I'm hoping to do that in the new year, and then hopefully the permitting process isn't going to take, you know, fucking forever, three, four months or so, and then uh, hopefully early spring I can start uh, breaking ground. That's cool. And then how long does it take to build up in Canada? <laughs> uh, my the guess is probably going to be... Yeah, it's must only... have been a phone breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we work with fucking Tooks, right? So, I mean, we can get it done in, uh, we can get it done in probably about uh, probably a month. I mean, I plan on doing some of the work, well, most of the work myself. Uh, oh, so, the, the type... The type of structure that we're we're designing is, um, you know, I can I can buy the material um, because you, know, you have a, you have a, you, because you have experience, right? It that's was your, uh, that's your background. Yeah, that's your background. It's not my background. No, I just I'm, I'm one of those. I I, I, I want to be able to know how to do everything. I like to kind of get my oh. hands dirty. You know, I you know I, I, I work at an electric utility. Um, I'm an office pig, right? So I do I do designs for overhead and underground electrical dis- uh, distribution systems, which is a fucking hoot in itself, but nothing like detailing. Hmm. So I mean, that, that's, a, that's, that's just my mentality. I like being able to do something, stand back and say, you know, I fucking built that place, right? So I will need help, obviously, but... Yeah, no, I was going after the... Engi- what type of engineering degree was it? I'm, I actually have a mechanical engineering degree, but I work in an electrical engineering environment. Hmm. So completely fucking ass backwards. Okay. Cool. Yeah, mechanical engineering is like CNC, milling, lathing, that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. I was thinking yeah. for some reason you had uh, architectural and like that's why you were diving into it because of the engineering no, yeah, and that type of stuff. 
a lot of the courses are, are same, but uh, yeah, there's that. Like, yeah, like they, they, the first year is the same, and then they break off after the first year. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so you think uh, what by late summer? Uh, I'm hoping like midsummer, early to midsummer. I, I mean, if I can get uh, a couple guys out here to help me, I just need you know a couple of crews out to hoist up the the, the roof uh, joists, and I think that's it. Wow. You know, start pouring the concrete, and uh, you know, go from there. Do you? My goal is to. Do you detail year round, or does it get too cold? No, I detail year round. I don't stop. Uh, I got the heater on right now, so we're at uh, sixty-eight right now in the in the garage. Nice. So it's not too bad. I can I can still garage. I can, it's not. <laughs> yeah, like I insulated everything like to the max, and uh, there's still a couple. I got to pull up some sheets of drywall, so it doesn't look very you know professional, so to speak. But you know. It, it, at, that point, at this yeah. point, I don't care. As long as no, I'm exactly. getting business in, I'm happy. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's it. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So, Thomas, when you shot that video of of drinking Australia <laughs> Jalisco, uh, yeah. walk us through that. You were there in so Vegas. We went, yeah, we were there for SEMA, and uh, we went into this liquor and run or something like that, it's called. Uh, I think it was, it's just right off the strip, right right beside the, the Encore. And I walked in, and I'm just like, I, I got to get a Bud Light or something. Because if, you know, if I'm going to be drinking all day long, which at that point we pretty much were, I'm like, I'm Bud Light all day long. It's a light beer. You can drink a case of it and still feel kind of okay. And uh, and I, I, I stumbled across, uh, upon this Estrella Jalisco, and I'm like, I can't believe they have it here. I'm like, I totally forgot about this. I know they did a podcast on it, so... I had to pick it up, and I picked it up. I drank it, and that video was the first time me taking a sip. And I freaking loved it. I couldn't believe, like, the taste is way better than Bud Light, and I'm not just saying it because it's, you know, the, the, the show is sponsored by it, but it's, it was a lot better than uh, than what I'm used to anyways in terms of the Bud Light taste and that. It was very light, refreshing. Uh, I, I finished that can, and I went back in about three more for the walk. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Nicely done, dude. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. It, it, was, it was great. And yeah. I, I love just peeling, peeling the top because it's just right? so satisfying. It is. It really is. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, it's and the only beer that, that we don't have it. It's the only beer that does that to help uh, keep keep down all the, the process of, you know, ever the germs and all the different stuff that could go on. That's what I love. Absolutely. Like because you're a germaphobe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's just really unique, right? No, it is. The whole experience is awesome. It's it, that's customer experience. You're absolutely right. It's called. Ex- <laughs> yep, it's the experience. It's cus- customer it's like, experience. Yeah, you're peeling off. You're like, I'm getting a fresh can of beer that nobody's had their fucking mangy lips on. Yep. I'm saying. <laughs> I always go by the beer things, and I just put my mouth on every single you beer do? cup. Yeah. Oh, that's just Christ. Yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> So we just need it in Canada now. What's up? We just need it in Canada now. Oh, yeah. We can't get that stuff. We can't, we can't get it anywhere. Maybe after this podcast, you know, they'll send it up there. Yeah, I know, let's hope so, huh? I don't know, eh? <laughs> <laughs> hey? They didn't send us any, eh? <laughs> we said, hey, how about some beer, eh? And they go, ah, eh? How about a t-shirt, a glass, yeah, we can't send you beer. glasses, and a hat? I'll take it. By the way, you guys, you, you guys are looking dapper in that you, in these uh, the Australia ghetto clothing there. I love it. We're gonna rock it at Mobile Tech too. Oh yeah. 
Love it. Love it. All right, so you're coming to Mobile Tech? Uh, yeah, I got, uh, yeah, Ooh, I'm going like to try to. I'm going to 100% try to. Um, right now, it's probably looking at like 90%. Ooh, so. 90's good. Uh, that was a lot of hesitation for 90, bro. Yeah. I, I mean, just I was need, like, I just need ah, to make sure that going. my wife will be here for the week, so. What's that? Because we got, like, we, I just have to make sure that we got somebody here uh, while I'm gone, because my wife may be in, in the UK that week, so I just have to make sure to see what, what day she's going, because uh, we got a bunch of dogs that we got to make sure we get. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were so. going to make her get out there to clean cars. I was like, holy shit, Thomas, sure man. Someone's here to help her. Like, <laughs> 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 I got to make my wife make sure she's here so we can get the cars clean. Oh, like, hell yeah, man. Nicely done. <laughs> you know, that's not a bad idea. That's, that's like, you know, cheap labor. Wow. wow. Work. She's not cheap labor, bro. Yeah. Trust me, you pay every day. Well, yeah, well, you do. <laughs> <laughs> You're paying right now. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can get some uh, some more Australia there for you, so you can. Uh, I would think so. In Orlando, we can get you some Australia. Oh, absolutely, we can. I'm hoping. I'm hoping so. Yeah, it should be the first stop anyway. So definitely. Yeah. Definitely. All right, Thomas, it is time to tab out. Um, that is time where you get to ask the question of the day. So I know that uh, it can be tough sometimes. I know that it can be a little bit burdensome. I know that there could be a lot of anxiety built up around the tab out question. The tab out question. <laughs> but, Thomas, what do you have as the tab out question of the day? Now, okay, so it's not going to be, I mean, it's, it's detailing related. Okay, so because I'm in the kind of the, uh, the, the, the stage I am now, uh, you, know, if, you know, now I'm going to be building the shop and getting employees and things like that. I want to know from each of you guys, when did you know that you were 100% set and successful at what you were doing in terms of the detailing, uh, you know, the detailing business? hands-on or like the whole shebang i want to know the whole shebang like you you guys you've built you guys have each built your own brands Jeez, I gotta um, go to the bathroom. I Whoa, know. <laughs> all right so he's he's, he's skipping out on the question i, I hey, can't believe i freaking hey, Thomas, my one. answer is i don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> so, so he doesn't know yet all right ask the question one more time for me real quick okay when did you know that you made it um like you know You've built up this uh, this this brand. You've built up this business. I want to know what was the time like? Wh- what were you doing, or what was the time when you realized, you know, I did it. I made it. This is a, a, a great business, sustainable business. Um, yeah, that's that's kind okay. of the question, right? So, so I got the answer, and so to answer, okay, a two part answer. So I'm not there there yet. I have not arrived quite yet, but I've done a damn good job. So. There was a point a couple times where, so this one specific time, a very, very, very big investor in Tulsa, where I live at, approached me on Labor Day for a meeting. And when I found out who he was, I'm like, holy crap, this guy wants to meet. Like, but it's Labor Day. Like, what the hell is this guy's problem? I guess that's what people do. Anyways, they try to buy me out. The whole company, Eco Green, the whole entire thing, make me an employee. Long story, like... Very long story. It was very, very messy. But that was – I was like, you know what? Wow. Like here this big-time investor is trying to buy my company out and make it a massive franchise 
that's wow. I, I, I guess I've done. I guess I've done a good job at what I do. Nicely done, community. Right. We haven't done a whole lot of community. There's not uh, been a lot of community. Been a lot of community. I meant to say community earlier. I'm gonna, I'm gonna chink my. Uh, We're gonna have to say a lot of communities here in the next five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm drinking out of your, your great pints and polishing uh, pint glass care of uh, pint night SEMA. Yes. That's year, awesome. Last year. Sorry. Last year? This past year? This past this, one? No, this, this past year. Yeah, nice. this past yeah, year. Yeah. Um, hopefully for Mobile Tech, we're pretty close. Uh, there's not going to be a pint night, uh, Mobile Tech, but there will be a community event. Hey, nicely done. Yep. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you like love that? it. That's awesome. I love it. Who's there? <laughs> <laughs> He's communicating with us. We're there in spirit. <laughs> Uh, but there's a community event right coming right out of Mobile Tech Expo, and good, yeah. um, we are not going to have glass pine glasses where you can clink. What? We are hoping to have uh, silicone pine glasses, so we can't do. Here's what it's going to sound like. <laughs> community. <laughs> but when we're on stage, I guess we better have the glasses. So we we're gonna clean. have to. Yeah, have we gotta clean. Do you guys have a stage? I don't know. What are yeah, you we about? got a stage for the podcast. <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a yeah, fun. Yeah, it's gonna be Just awesome. Just Marty on a fucking table. Ooh, Dude, that's hey. always <laughs> been fun. <laughs> um, but to answer your question. Uh, I, the reason why I, I, I don't think it's answerable for me is I, I still feel that I'm sinking or swimming. Like, I, I don't have, there's plenty of other people, you know, yourself included. There was people from this weekend. There's a lot of detailers that, and we actually posed the question on detailers for money the other day. Cause I was just curious. It's like how many detailers are doing this full time and it is the only source of revenue for the family. So whether you're, you know, with a girlfriend or you're married and you got kids or it's just by yourself, is that your only means of income? And so for me, it's been that way for, well, oh, two. So for 15 out of the 17 years has been my only source of revenue. And, and it's a little bit different of a game when it's your only source. I honestly feel that I'm still sinking and swimming, that I, I grab my breath and then I just keep plugging away and then I come up for a breath and I keep plugging away. And, I, you know, you, you, under that aspect, there's a lot of people that maybe have done better financially but and they have a little bit more security, but I've, I've never felt that I'm – I've been to a point of relaxation or, or arrived or, I, you know, it's, it's to me, it's still every day in, day out, sink or swim, because if, if I lose a customer, you know, that, that means that I have to watch what I'm eating or watch what I'm spending or, you know, you lose too many. And we, this past year, we're we, talking big, like companies, right? 
Well, yeah, I like mean, dealerships. Yeah, like dealerships gotcha. and you know that type of stuff. But like for Not you, if, if you if you <clears throat> if you lost a, uh, well, yeah, dude, a if membership you lost client. a big membership client, or if you you know you do some on-site type where you go to companies and you do some work and so oh, like, there'd be something that would crush us. Not crush, but it's like, oh. Right. So let's say you lost some of those big accounts. Like you start to go. Correct, yeah. Right. You go, ooh, okay, I got to change some habits. Uh-huh. So for yeah. me, that's just the way the journey's been. I, I try and grow a business and realize that I can't keep everybody and make everybody happy, but you do your best to. And when you lose them, you, you try and figure out how to do better. And I literally feel like I sink or swim every day. That, that's business, it's going to be a hell of a trip you know if you want to make this company if you want to make any type of brand grow uh become successful you want to build an enterprise it's going to take time uh it's not going to happen overnight so we just got to wait for that time yeah that's awesome man that's cool all right so thomas tell people where they find you on social if they want to reach out yeah on uh, facebook you can find me at uh, hd look detailing and refinishing and uh, Instagram is at the HD look. Or if uh, you want to be a bit of a creeper and see my personal life, you can uh, do <laughs> Quiet, uh, Thomas. I can't Thomas help it. Sure, I, can't help it. Oh, I have to hear this. Hold on. No, no, no. Say your personal one again for me. Why not? Fuck it. We're all, we're all uh, a happy community. Hey. I like it. Hey. I fucking got one invoice. I'm, I'm so happy about that. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, listen, one more thing is uh, I just want to send out a, a let's say, a, a Canadian love tug to you guys. I, I, I've been listening to you guys uh, less than a tug? year. Anyway. Mean have to touch love tug. Love tug. Love tug. It's my own thing. I don't know. I'm fucking Polish and Canadian fucked up. But anyway. Um, we like it. We're going to adopt yeah. it. <laughs> it's, uh, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you because – Although, you know, most, a lot of us, anyways, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it myself. I, I've been a detailer for so many years. I know how to detail a car in and out. It's, it's, it's not, a, not a big thing. The big thing comes is on the business side, right? So uh, learning what a business is, how to run a business, the logistics, the, the marketing, the social media aspect of it. And that's where I look to you guys because I know every time I log into your podcast, it's, I always take something back because you guys got the, you know, you guys got the industry pros on there. And every time somebody says something that makes me think and it's like, I got to write it down and then, you know, think about what am I going to do with what you just said? And uh, I love it. It makes me think. That's cool. So less on how to clean a car and more on how to run a business. That's it. Because essentially, I mean, you can, you can detail cars for the rest of your life, but I mean, if you don't have a, a proper business model or, understand what a business is and and you know the, the the background behind it you know what do you have you're you're just a detailer and and 
doing nothing, you're cleaning cars on weekends or whatever it may be. But uh, like I said, if you want to have that professional business and that successful business, you got you got to understand everything from A to Z, not only from detailing, but obviously on the business end as well. So, anyways, again, that's that's why I want to go to MTE as well as uh, I want to uh, check out some of the classes. I want to check out some business stuff, some social uh, media stuff, and and hopefully uh, take home some uh, information. Nice man. Yeah, that's cool. It's gonna be a fun one. I have a feeling. Yeah, like I have a good feeling about this next this MTE is gonna be pretty freaking badass. Yeah, not just for <laughs> I hope so. Agreed. DJ, where do people find you on <clears throat> social? on social? And Thomas, man, thanks for the love. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. Absolutely, love talk. <laughs> Dude, that's so cool. I'm pulling that piece of audio and I'm gonna use that. <laughs> I'm, pull, I'm gonna take that. <laughs> DJ, do I get a love tag later? Dude, it's I'm using that. That's good. Um, you guys I can thought find, you guys would like that one. We do like it. Mark, get, tell... get your hand off of me. I don't think tugging things like that. Hey, well, you know. If you can love tug through the phone, you don't have to Are, touch me. Are you you need a love tug later? She didn't listen to this shit. No, I said later. You're going to tell her. Uh, Are you going to steal it that way or no? I don't know. I'll be a minute Are you just going to wait around other dudes and tell <laughs> dudes to love tug, huh? Oh, the heart Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> listen, Marshall. <laughs> Martel, Marty Marshall. And you guys can find me on Instagram at DJ Patterson or if you want to follow the business at EcoGreenMD. And uh, of course, you got to give us a follow at Pines Polishing Podcast on all platforms as well. Yeah, it's awesome. You can find us also at Pines Polishing Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, That's good. You didn't throw out your uh, TikTok. Bro, I'm having a very hard time, have, man. Have you? You really have? So have you. I've gone here and there. You've gone here and there. Yeah. I've got. But I'm still, what I've done, I've surpassed you, so I'm doing better than you, so you can't give me shit because <laughs> my TikTok is ticking a little bit more than yours. Your TikTok is, but your shout-out of TikTok is not. Dude, it's not. I know, and TikTok is the next, like, it's, it's, I firmly believe it, too, mm-hmm. but I'm just, it is. It's the next form of, like, it, it is. is. Like, I don't, the more I watch, I've been, con- okay, so I take it That's back. the hard part. I've been consuming You try and, like, do it, but you still watch everybody. And you Dude, forget to fucking do your shit. I consume TikTok a lot because I'm yeah. trying to catch, I'm trying to get it to, it's going to catch. But right now I'm just consuming and watching the trends and the things and the transitions and the, this, and it's just, it's a, it's a lot. It's overwhelming, I will admit, but it is the next, it, it's. It's the next platform. That's the way social media is going. Yeah. True. So where do they uh, find you on TikTok, Marshall? Detail Supply app. There you go. Uh, on Instagram, Facebook, just Total Auto Solutions. Or shoot me a text if you want to chat. Uh, 918-800-1188. That's the best way. Let's do that Mike Jones song. We should remix that. 918-800. That's a Mike Jones song? Yeah. He has the exact same numbers? No, not the same numbers. No, no, no. That's fucking badass. I nailed the number then. Shut up. Not the same numbers. Uh. Not the same numbers. He has... You like that? I'm about to I'm about to love tug that finger that you're pointing at me. I'm about to stick it somewhere yes. you don't know that you want it to be. It's already been there. All right. Well, Thomas, man, thank you so much, man. That was a lot of fun. I appreciate your time. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's been uh, an absolute honor. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love you guys. And, uh, yeah, cheers, boys. Cheers. We'll, Community. We'll see, we'll see you in a month. Community. Community. We'll see you, uh, we'll see you at Mobile Tech, and we'll, uh, we'll drink some more beer, and we'll get some Australia Jalisco down you.
We'll make sure you get some Coors Light to replace that. Whoa! Oh, you know what? Sorry. Another side note, DJ. I wore my Coors Light hoodie for you. Yes! Uh, (laughs) Dude, please listen. You have to take the selfie in that hoodie. No, it's it's an Australia Jalisco episode. (laughs) It's not a Coors Light episode. I want the photo. Has Coors Light ever sent you anything? You can kiss my ass. He's taking the photo (laughs) with the hoodie on. And we'll send it to you for you to do a little love tug on later. You can do that all you want. He's got to have a shirt on, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If any shirt, he's going to wear the Coors Light Not for this one. We both have an Australia Jalisco shirt. Hey, Thomas, he needs a love tug later. <laughs> special. Okay. He needs a special little photo send with two. the love tag. Marty wants you to send one without your hoodie at all. <laughs> I want you to send one with your clothes on because you know. Well, I just you know that's preferred. But oh fuckers. <laughs> Have a good night, man. Thanks so much. Okay, boys. All right, Cheers, we'll see Hey everyone, Sheldon K here with Mobile Tech Expo. I uh, hope you're looking at the floor plan because we are just about sold out and these are the companies you're going to want to see. And of course, you can buy from them directly on the show floor. I dare you to find another show where you can do that. We have companies like AutoGeek, Lake Country Manufacturing, Flex, Sonax, and of course, the famous Total Auto Solutions. <laughs> you're going to have to come see these. January 30th, 31st, and February 1st in Orlando at the Rosen Shingle Creek. You want to make sure you get your passes at mobiletechexpo.com. And, hey, use the code PINTS. That's from Pints and Polishing, P-I-N-T-S, to get 15% off. Can't wait to meet you there. Ah!